two and one on the podcast. Thank you, Chargers, for screwing me in a much needed Chargers win that I was on the wrong side of. Such a fascinating NFL Week 14 to come off of, and so many sports gambling takeaways. Colts cash. Dolphins backdoor cover in which I actually went viral. Shout out Barstool Sportsbook for the repost. Go on to Barstool Sportsbook if you want to check out your boy. I had the Dolphins plus seven and they covered on an unnecessary down two score. I mean, this game was sick. Dolphins up 10 nothing. I'm gallivanting around my living room. I'm having a blast. What happens? 28 zip Patty Mahomes run. Done. Fetal position. Disgusting. Then all of a sudden, Tua comes down. Don't know what the rationale is with defensive coordinators when they allow such soft coverage. It's like, let's find the happy medium between the Greg Williams cover zero blitz at the end of the game and allowing a team on a freaking soft zone to go all the way down and get a field goal, which essentially was the difference. Vegas is sick. They always know. Comes down to an irrelevant field goal that was incredibly relevant. And the Finns cover. Now, I really loved the Philly Rivers numbers yesterday. And the Colts did not disappoint. That was a spanking. Not just a spanking. It was a shellacking. The over-under was 51. And the Colts almost covered it on their own. With 44. I knew this was going to happen. I gave you guys the nitty-gritty. Rivers loves this Raiders team. He's so comfortable going against black and silver. And his line backed it up. He did 19 to 28 for 244 yards and two touchdowns. But it was the ground game. It was Jonathan Taylor, 20 for 150 and two tugs. Naheem Hines, 8.3 on the ground. And again, I told you the statistic that to me was the kicker. There's only three teams in the history of the NFL, we're off book on it now, that had given up over 28 yards a game on defense with a winning record through 12 weeks, which is what the Raiders were before yesterday at 7-5. and five. It was the 2000 Rams, and it was the 1950 New York Yanks. It made me fall over. I didn't know there was a football team named the Yanks. I thought they were joking around with me on the interweb. That was statistical data that I tried to not get too emotional about, but then when I went into, as we move on to get our money back, the third game that I got wrong, which was the Falcons. Now, I said another interesting caveat, and it was all teed up for us. I'm telling you right now, the Falcons lost this game nine times. The Chargers gave this game away 11 times. It was a disgusting, disgusting, you couldn't pay me to watch this unless I had money on it type game. The final score was 2017 Chargers. The score at halftime was 17-10 Falcons. The stat I gave you over the weekend was the Falcons are going on the largest streak in the history of the NFL. They have not won a game. Listen to this. Freaking riveting. They haven't won a game going on five seasons when they cannot score over 20 points. Again, if they cannot score over 20 points, they've lost. Five straight years. It's the longest streak in the NFL tied with the Bengals. Say it again. And we were teed up. 17 first half points for the Falcons. No Julio Jones. A botched field goal clock management by the Chargers. Expecting that. Zero points for Matty Ice in the second half. And they still had a chance to win. Two 
fourth quarter interceptions for Matt Ryan. 21 of 32, 65.6 completion percentage, three interceptions against a defense that gave up 27 points, nine games in a row, a streak they crap. Now here's where I was on the wrong side, and this is why you listen to me and you have to read and listen between the lines to fade me sometimes. Dude, nobody hits 100. I certainly don't. I'll take a 2-1 day yesterday, but easily. Easily knowing this caveat would have maybe made it a no-touch game that teams, when shut out in the NFL, cover an outright win 74% the next week. I just had an inkling that Anthony Lynn was toast, and I stand corrected. So it was a heck of a Sunday, and there were traps, booby traps everywhere. I said it on my Twitter, follow me, Alex Monaco. Eight points for the Eagles was disrespectful in Philly. The defense, if you look at the numbers, is actually a lot better than you think. And Taysom Hill is overrated as a quarterback during this stretch. He hasn't played anybody. Now he finally played a real defense. Denver was a real defense. Who upset the Panthers. Another upset yesterday. Booby traps everywhere. Everyone counting on the Giants. Boom. Sauced by the Cardinals. Minus 150 money line. Everyone thinking, oh, maybe Deshaun Watson goes in to Chicago. Let's them know who they missed out on drafting. 36-7 Bears. Eagles win. Washington football team beats the Niners. Bills last night beat the Steelers 26-15. Tonight, let's get our money back. Monday night football. Browns at the dog pound and shout out to the Cleveland governor mask up, but 12,000 are going to be allowed in the stadium coming off a week one game. This is a week one shellacking people. I mean, look at the numbers and I will break down this game for you intricately and I'm high on one pick over the other, but we do tail a theory today that is based off the division rival at home getting the three the line has moved I'm seeing up to three it's moved to two and a half and just a little interesting note by way of Vegas insider if you ever want to know how much the impact of the line sways based off the team's previous game now again Baltimore thanks to COVID is going to be playing three games in less than two weeks Does not bow well for them if you're going off that alone, which was last night, Pittsburgh, an exhausted team that hung in there for the first half and got ran out of the building in the second. By the way, uh, for those who had Steelers first half, bad be the day. I saw the Bills at plus 1,100 to win the first half. Plus 1,100 down 7-0 in the middle of the second. Benefits of watching the live line. Bad beat City. Scotty Van, bad beat right there. So, The line started at minus two and a half before both the Browns-Titans game and the Ravens-Cowboys game. The Browns smoked the Titans, then it moves back to money line. Ravens blow out the Cowboys on a Tuesday. Then all of a sudden, it moves two points. Two points. So this was money line. Now, for some reason, it's moved back to minus two and a half. So all the way up to money line, all the way back down. First time these two teams played was week one. The spread I went back to, so it was a routing week one. Absolute routing. 38-6 Ravens. It was 24-6 by half. Two completely different teams today, though. Browns are 9-2 since the blowout. Ravens 6-5. That game, though, Lamar Jackson 8. 20-25 for 275. Enormously efficient. Three touchdowns, no picks kind of night. Uh, Baker was 21-39 that game for 189 yards, one tug and one pick. 
That spread in money line was Browns plus 270. Getting seven. The Browns were getting seven in weeks one. Week one's affair, and the Ravens were minus 345 money line. Browns are nine and two since the loss, and the spread has changed drastically. Tonight, it's two and a half, down four and a half points from week ones. The Browns D, something's got to give tonight. The Ravens are first. In rush yards per attempt at 5.2 yards per attempt. Cleveland, 8th in defense. Giving up 104.3 rushing yards a game. Last week though, riddle me this. Derrick Henry, 60 yards on 15 carries against the Browns D. 16 yards on 15 carries. What did he do yesterday? For people in fantasy playoffs, 26 to 215 for two tugs, 8.3 on the ground. Gives you a little Costco sample glimpse into this Cleveland defense. Baker, oh, by the way, has not thrown an interception. What does he have in common with Cleveland LeBron? In 23 straight quarters. Booyakasha! 334 passing yards and four tugs last week against the buttoned-up, most-of-the-time Vrabels Titans. He has not been picked off in 23 straight quarters. 156 pass attempts. That's the longest streak in the NFL. What is the kicker tonight? You look at these intangibles. You say to yourself, It's an AFC North game. It's a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb kind of night. No Ronnie Stanley backing up Lamar Jackson. It's enormous, enormous. It's a different offensive line. There is no Mark Ingram tonight. That is important to note. Of course, there's no Odo Beckham on the other side. They're giving me a team at home that's won four straight versus a team that's lost three of their last four. And the one win they had was against the Cowboys. Give me 12,000. Hyped up fans in the dog pound. Give me six and a half progressive commercials on a Monday night. I'll take the over. So I like the Browns. I'm leaning Browns. Browns money line at plus 150 looks appetizing. Let's just take the three. Because I'm seeing it on William Hill and different spots at three. Just buy the half point if it's a two and a half. Matter of fact, get yourself the minus 140. Buy yourself three and a half. It's one of those sick... Bengals hosting the Browns earlier. Parkey misses a PAT. Bengals cover. You don't know what could happen. Last night, another missed PAT. It was 9-7 earlier. That spread was two. Don't mess with it. Take the points. Buy a point. All right, Capiche. Over under, 45 and a half. I will note this. Ravens are two and six in their last eight on the road and covering the over under. One and five over under after scoring 30 plus. And six of their last eight against Cleveland in particular have cash the under as well. I love the under tonight. I think this is a cold game. Looked up the weather. My homie Jay Rude, the homie Jay Rude, shout out to the gentleman show. One of the biggest factors as a capper in Vegas, I was told that affects the spread is the weather. Gusting winds tonight. Cold Cleveland rocks. Kind of Drew Carey evening. Expect a lot of running. 
expect the clock to go fast. I'll take the under. That would be my best bet of the day. Because again, the Ravens seem to, you know, these AFC North games are difficult to really, really cap, really, really predict. And I'm no cap over here, baby. I'm looking for a sign. And my sign is seven and a half over progressive commercials. The Browns are five and one at home this year, three and three against the spread. It's very difficult to beat a divisional opponent twice, not name the Chargers or Bengals. I love the under. I love that Derrick Henry was held to 60 on 15. I love that Baker hasn't thrown a pick in 156 league-leading pass attempts, 23 straight quarters. This Baltimore defense does not scare you in a way that they have in past years. Gimme Cleveland. I'll take the three by the half point pending your local book. I'll take the under at 45 and a half. Again, look at those numbers again. Ravens two and six on an over under run in their last eight and one and five after scoring 30 plus on an over under relevant here today, folks. These are weird, weird games are both coming off. They're both coming off excellent wins. And we always know what the homie coward says, among other greats. It's not how you come off a loss because you're going to be buttoned up. Look at yesterday. Chargers won after a largest franchise loss in franchise history. Previous week to that. Beat a Falcons team that hadn't lost back-to-back against Raheem Morris. It's not how you come back after a loss. We know you come back good after a loss. How do you come back after a win? Best game of Baker's career in Tennessee. Best game in five games for the Ravens against the Cowboys. I'm going Browns. Give me the points. Give me the dog pound. We're all fired up on a Monday. Coffee. Voluntary. It's AFC North rivalry night. Baker, Baker, moneymaker. I'm out.